Good morning. This is Jason Widrow with OnlineStrategyPodcast.com. It is October 24th, 2013. And today, I have a topic for you that has been asked of me many, 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 many times in many, many, many different ways. But the answers pretty much remain the same. So the question in a nutshell is, why do websites and website services fluctuate so much in cost? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but I kind of summarize them into three different categories. And again, it's all relevant to project size as well. And I'll get into the details a little bit on that as I go through this. But I'm just going to run through the main three reasons that I've encountered over the years that I've seen, why I've seen the price fluctuate so much with other companies. First is location. The website designer or web development company has costs of doing business wherever they're located. For example, I'm located in Oregon. Many of the companies I worked with in the past were located in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Silicon Valley area, New York City, and Seattle, some of the bigger cities, you know, the bigger technology cities. And I've seen in from where I am, I've seen astronomical prices in, in California and New York, but it's all relative to the location. Now, some some clients, some business owners are okay with they are they're they're more specific about hiring locally. Like I do a lot of biz, I have a lot of customers in the Portland area. I have customers in Seattle and California and New York. But the 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 cost of cost of doing business here in Oregon is considerably less than it would be in the city of Los Angeles or in the city of New York City or even Seattle for that matter, you know, the Bellevue area or what have you. So there's a lot of uh that's one of the main reasons is location. And if you are a business owner and you must be on site with the developer or the designer and you want to go to their office, you know, that's the convenience of doing local business. Um so that's that's the first main thing. And then second thing is experience. It's experience and it doesn't matter where the designer or developer is or the company. If the experience and the skill is there to do adequate design aesthetically to understand the project, to have sufficient knowledge and background of project flow. And again, it all it's all relative to the size of the project. You know, you have projects that can run, you know, t- their tasks, their one or two day tasks. And then you have projects that can run months and, and some projects that can even run years. And when you get into maintenance, obviously that's, you know, that can go on forever because that's just a normal thing. But experience and skill are really high on the, on the, uh, the level of, you know, what a, what a company or an individual might charge. And again, it's relative to the size of the project. For example, a freelance website designer is going to usually charge less than a company because the company is going to have a lot more resources. The company, and again, it's the size of the project where an individual developer, a small team of developers might take, you know, uh, 
nine months to complete a project, whereas a larger company might be able to complete the same project in three months because of the resources. And so you might pay, you might end up paying more, you know, for the faster service. So that's, I mean, that's something that comes in, but the experience and skill are what, what drive that speed and that quality and keeping everything maintained and consistent. So it's real easy for a, a, uh, unexperienced designer or developer to take on more than they can chew. And I've, I've had clients contact me many times, new clients and customers, you know, just telling me, you know, their, their existing developer fell off the face of the earth. They couldn't find them. They couldn't contact them. They have no idea what happened. They need help, you know, and, and that's, that's, it happens, you know, it's understandable. Um, unfortunately it does happen, but that, is usually a sign of experience and skill that you run into as a business owner. So having somewhat of a track record and experience is definitely a valuable asset. And, you know, when you're talking about your business and your money that you're spending, you know, if you're, if you're saying to yourself, I want to spend $2,000 and I want to get this, but you know that in order to do it right, it should cost more, you know, something's not right about the cost. You know, being a business owner, usually intelligent enough to think with that going, well, maybe I had better reevaluate, you know, this project. Maybe I'd better reevaluate the developer that I'm hiring. Now, again, it goes back to number one, location. And, for example, I don't have to charge as much. I can deliver equally or greater quality than some developers I've dealt with in New York and California but the prices are considerably different. So I've, I've run into that as well. And again, it, it, it's a local business preference. Some businesses just like to work locally. Some don't mind hiring, hiring to the state next door. It's not a big deal. So, you know, with modern technology, we have, you know, we have voice chat, video chat, phone. We have everything we need to communicate freely, screen sharing. So it's not, it's not necessarily any type of roadblock that I've had any problem with over the years. Even back in the early 2000s, it wasn't a problem when, uh, you know, sharing information and screen information and things wasn't a problem. So I was able to deal with a lot of remote work. As a matter of fact, I even had clients in Europe that I was doing design work for, graphic design work. So it was, uh, the internet market was very global early, early on for obvious reasons. The uh, number three on this list, I'm going to... Now, you can kind of see how one and... Just before I go on, you can see how one and two kind of blend together. You know, and, and it's... There's so many re uh, relative factors. The business owner, preferences, location, cost, experience, you know, these types of things. But jumping back to three, number three is outsourcing. Now, there's a lot of companies that just specialize in outsourcing. And what this is, in a nutshell, it's basically a business owner is paying a company that's passing and farming the work to normally overseas for a very, very affordable rate. And that's, and the company basically just manages the project. Now this has its upsides and downsides, but I've had some, I can't, I can't explain how many times I've gained new clients that have gone through that scenario that have luckily did not spend too much money, but the frustration factor and the difficulty of, the communication and ensuring that the, uh, you know, everything was eye to eye was very difficult and challenging. That's what I found. 
Now, I, I, don't, I don't like to say that some, it doesn't work for some companies and it might be fine for some companies, but from the customers that I've gained from those experiences, I've learned a considerable amount. And you have a lot of things going on with that as well. You have to consider there are the communication factor is a major thing, meaning when you're trying to explain something, uh, you know, if, if someone from another country was trying to explain how they wanted their design to me and weren't, weren't very fluent in English, I would probably be slightly frustrated and it would be difficult for me to really interpret exactly what they're trying to achieve. So I, you know, look at it the other way from anywhere in English-speaking country outsourcing to a non-English-speaking country, even though the the country might have English-speaking programmers and uh, designers, there's not necessarily a perfect communication going on there all the time. So that was one of the main complaints that I received when when attaining new clients that had gone through that. And it wasn't only that. There was also the design factor. The visual graphical design and user interface was a challenge because the the West, particularly the West Coast of the United States, has set and, and even New York City and that coast, some areas over there, have set such a high standard for visual presentation and design that the outsourcing wasn't achievable. It wasn't achievable and um, or very, very difficult. And by the time, even though the cost was lower, maybe 25 to 30% less in savings and cost, it was a frustration in time and the amount of resources consumed in all other ways that made it challenging for those business owners. So... Again, you know, it doesn't, it's not for all business. I wouldn't recommend it for all businesses. It might work for some businesses, but there's definitely a lot of things to consider when going that route. But uh, that's what I see um, fluctuating cost considerably at times is that outsource factor. But again, you know, you think about cost as a, as a business owner, this is what I've learned from my customers who have come to me from other you know, working with other companies or other developers or out, working with outsourcing firms is the same. It's almost the same story and over and over. It's, you know, okay, I had some cost savings going on financially, but I was spending, you know, I was working into the middle of the night working on, you know, uh, another, the, the hours of a different country and, you know, and, and not in that on top of the, communication barrier of the language barrier which made it difficult it was just this tremendous amount of frustration so that that's that's just what i've what i've been able to receive and learn from my customers uh, on that note so anyway those are the main three areas that affect cost and as a as a business owner you know i know myself as a business owner i always consider you know I need a stable quality product. <clears throat> it's kind of like, you know, I buy my I buy a MacBook Pro to use, you know, for design and for for some of my work. And the alternative is, you know, another type of PC laptop. Now, I'm not going to trash laptops any other company because they have their uses as well, but for specifically what I'm trying to do and what I need to do quickly and easily, the you know the MacBook Pro serves that purpose well out of the box. So I look at I'm spending maybe you know five to seven hundred dollars more, but I'm saving a tremendous amount of frustration in all types of different things that I might need to do to get this other computer working the way I need it to. So it doesn't really 
the money, it's almost like, forget about the money. I need the product. You know, I need something that does the job right. So anyway, that's, that's uh, a few notes. Hopefully that was helpful. That's what I've, uh, that's what I've observed and learned over the years on, on these specific points and price points. So if you uh, have any questions, you know, always feel free to post. I always like to hear from you. And if you have a topic you'd like to talk about, please feel free to send that to me as well. I'm, uh, I'm out for the day. I've got a lot of projects to get to. But uh, have a great day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Strategypodcast.com is brought to you by JasonWidrow.com, online strategypodcast.com, and W3Developing.com.